new crew, NYC, in Brooklyn, still here. Well, guess what, guys? It is time for Crew Crib. We're gonna be bringing in Justin Tuck on the other side. Make sure also that you remember, you can download the Odyssey app to get our podcast. Make sure you subscribe and go to www.thecrewnyc.com to watch it on YouTube. But right now, it is time for Crew Crib. Well, look at, look at, look at there. It is Mr. Justin Chuck in his fancy office, Goldman Sachs. Even though he been should have put my finances together, <laughs> my coins, I ain't growing no money. Everybody welcoming the two-time Super Bowl champ, the two-time Pro Bowler, Justin Tuck, everybody. That's the intro. <laughs> <laughs> That's the intro. Okay. Yeah, Good. I don't see how this is gonna go. That's all right, Justin Tuck Morris Chestnut Morris Chestnut. What's up, Justin? How you doing, man? What's going on, MC? How you doing, boss? I'm good, man. Can't complain. Can't complain. Because you know, last time Justin Tuck came on the show last year, he was on the last season, but you know, you came on at a time where you wasn't with the guy. So at least we have you on with Morris this time. So thank you very much, Justin. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So listen, big fan, Morris. Y'all, y'all go ahead and have your brother. I've played for years, man. Thanks for sure. Appreciate it. Y'all having your bro, ma- bro moment. Okay, so uh, listen, 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 Justin. What, I, I want to talk about your Giants. Right now, they're 7-4. and four. Very respectable, very respectable, though third in the NFC East. And if you don't know this, Justin Morris is an Uber Eagles fan. So, you know, if, if any shots that you need to get in while his team is 10-1 and one and leading the NFC East division, I have to endure it the whole season long. But your team... Justin has lost the last two games to the Lions, 31 to 18, 28 to 20 to Dallas. What is going on with the Giants in this last two games, Justin? Uh, I mean, listen, I'm, you know me. I'm never going to be this person that makes excuses. We just haven't played well. I mean, mm. I can talk about I can talk about the injuries, which you have plenty of them, but every team has injuries, so that's not an <laughs> excuse. So I just feel like, you know, we we're this second you know, second end of our schedule this year is going to be filled with a lot of playoff caliber football teams. Right. Listen, listen, and I, I and I give um, Detroit credit. That team is a team that nobody wants to play right now. Mm. So I, I know that record doesn't showcase, you know, you know them them supposing to beat the Giants, and I still don't think they should have if we play our, our style of football. But the, the Detroit Lions and, and what they're doing up there has been phenomenal. I think I think they're they're way better than what their record showcase. But that being said, listen, we're gonna really find out what kind of football team we have uh, at the Giants in the next, you know, call it four to five weeks. Um, so again, I, I I'm hoping that we can get some guys that are very valuable to our football team back on the field, back playing for us, and then we can truly have a, you know, apples to apples conversation of where we truly are as a football team. But as also as a giant that has watched this team the last five to six years, mm-hmm. if you told me at any time this year that we were going to be having a, a legitimate conversation about the Giants making the playoffs after in week 12, name, name a giant fan that wouldn't, wouldn't, you know, relish in the moment of having that opportunity, considering what we've been the last, you know, call it five years. So I got a text from someone in the building this morning also lamenting the fact they said, uh, you know, you have a lot of injuries right now. We have four O-linemen out last week and three of the starting four DBs that missed the game. So that is a little bit of an impact. Sure. I mean, listen, I, again, no one wants to hear us, you know, make excuses. <laughs> so I'm not going to go that route. 
I'm not gonna take that that, that that bait, but that's that's just the fact of the matter. The next guy has to step up, and we gotta play better. And the coaching staff have to figure out, okay, how do we make the adjustments for who's on the football field this Sunday? I agree with you, Justin, that uh, injuries are part of the game, and 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 sometimes people can use injuries as an excuse. However, looking at the amount of injuries that you guys have had at critical positions that really has eaten up your depth. I really do think that you could say that it's a reason because, and I think that what Dayball has done with this team, considering the amount of injuries to key players, we're talking depth with the starters on the line at the receiver position, at the DB position. You guys played the last game in Dallas down to without just like starting two or three DBs. So I think it could be a reason for you guys right now, but let me ask you this. What do you think the job? What do you think of the job that that Dable has done? We were just talking about the coach of the year, and I was I was saying yeah. I was telling Josina that I think that yes, <laughs> at this point he's definitely up there. But I think these these next few games are probably going to put him a little bit behind in that in that in that category. But what are your thoughts on coach of the year? Yeah, I mean, listen, I definitely agree with you in the fact that he's definitely in the running. Um, depending on how this you know these last five weeks play out, right? Right. If you, if you, if you think about this team having the opportunity to make the playoffs. And if they, if they do well in these last five weeks, they will make the playoffs. You got, you, we got your team Philly twice, right? Mm-hmm. We got, we got Washington twice, right? We got, we got, you know, bona fide and the NFC East in general is just, you know, we're just going to be a bigger name than most because all those teams are playoff caliber teams. So depending on how we do against those teams will predicate, you know, what the voters are or what the optics are for, for Debo to win that. But like, He's up against stiff competition. I heard a little bit when you were talking about, you know, you know what, what Salah has done at at, at, the, at the Jets. You know, obviously what Daniels is doing in Miami. You know, I I think he's right in that mix. Uh, and the only way I see him winning it though is if we can kind of, you know, in this season around, you know, call it 11, 12 wins, and then I think oh, yeah. they'll they'll look at it different. But like if we falter at the end, you're absolutely right. He he. he but like. I also will say this, like I, I have gotten tired of the, the kind of the coaching carousel, the New York Giants, and I think mm. we have a winner in him. I think, you know, what he's building and what he's been able to build in the short time that he's been there, considering the cap issues, considering the injuries and so on and so forth. He has that building feeling more like Coach Coughlin was when I was playing. And that's a, mm. that's a huge turnaround from what it had been previous years. And I'm sure, you know, the Jets, you know, people will say the same thing. The Miami Dolphins people will say the same thing. So, I, you know, again, I, I definitely think he's in a running for it, but uh, I agree with you. It all depends on what happens in these next, you know, this, this final stretch. Now I have, a, I have a question for you, and hopefully I'm not putting you on the spot with this question. <laughs> hopefully I'm not. So before the season, a lot of people were saying that the Giants just need a quarterback. Of course, mm. I guess Dayball may be the quarterback whisperer because, you know, we with Josh Allen in Buffalo. We played well, and Josh Allen's faltering a little bit. Sure. And I think I, I think most people would probably say that they're very encouraged with what Daniel Jones has done thus far this season. Mm. Do you think mm. – and if I'm putting you on the spot, we can go to the next question. <laughs> Do you think – Daniel Jones is the answer for next year and then going into the future, or do you guys look at the quarterback position in the offseason? Listen, I think you're always going to look at the quarterback position in the offseason if you don't have the the Mahomes of the world, the, you know, those type of quarterbacks. But I, I, I am encouraged with what I've seen with Daniel Jones. And, I, and I'll say this, and, I, and I'll, th- I'll throw this back at you. 
Mm. Put, put any other quarterback that's not like the world beater of the world, like the, not the mm. MVP caliber quarterback, that second-tier quarterback. Put any of those quarterbacks in this Giants offense with this Giants O-line, with this Giants running game, with this Giants wide receiver crew. What mm-hmm. do you expect from them, right? We just talked about having four of the O-line and that started the season not being able to perform because of injuries. That obviously is going to have, have the impact that I think it has had on Daniel Jones as far as he's a little rattled back there when, you know, he, he don't know if he can have two seconds to sit back there and throw it, right? So I think considering where we are as a team and the talent of this football team, I'm actually very, very encouraged with Daniel Jones. Now, am I encouraged to give him a max contract? Out of this <laughs> Listen, I don't, I don't know I'm there, but I am encouraged to say I, I, I truly believe if you continue to put pieces around him, He's he's proven that he's a quarterback that's not going to turn the ball over in critical situations. He's not going to make, you know, the plays that are there for him to make, I think he's making. Now, now again, you know, it's hard to evaluate that when when you come into a season and you have these set pieces at play and they they either haven't performed for him. We talked about the Galladay, right? We talked about mm-hmm. Galladay and how much money we paid him, and he's definitely underperformed on that contract. Million a year. Right? So then yeah. you talk about the O-line, you know, obviously that protection is not there. That that ability to open up certain holes for our running game to get us in our passing, our uh, play-action passing, which I think early in the season, Daniel Jones was absolutely doing a phenomenal job in that in that scenario, in those scenarios. So, listen, I'm not sitting here telling you that, like, oh, my God, bet all all things on Daniel Jones. But I'm also sitting here telling you that I am very encouraged with what I see him. And is, if if Debo is the quarterback whisperer that he is, I see the progression of him becoming the quarterback that can lead us to the promise line in, in future years. So here's the, here's the interesting thing, though, to what you said. So Did we I answer having... your question, but also, you know, no, I, I, it. My I, way it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it because here's the interesting thing. We had a conversation last week. Uh, with Brian Urlacher and K.J. Wright. And we were talking about Russell Wilson. We were talking about the impact of coaching, you know. And Brian was pretty much of the of the school of, hey, the players got to be out. They got to just go out and play and stop blaming the coaches. And K.J. Wright was like, hey, well, the coaches, they play a huge part in what these players are doing. And I, I happen to think particularly I have to go on the side. Listen, I do think players need to be responsible, but I think in terms – particularly in terms of the quarterback position. And if Dayball is the quarterback whisperer and he's raising the level of a Daniel Jones, what could he do if, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers wasn't happy in Green Bay and wanted to come to the big city? I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be let go in San Francisco and wanted to come to the big city. I mean, what could he do with them if he's doing that with Daniel Jones? Well, that's like I said in the beginning of my my answer, right? The quarterback Mm -hmm. position, if you don't have that MVP – caliber quarterback you're always evaluating that position because of how things are set up is so valuable to your success right mm-hmm. and you're talking to a defensive man that absolutely hates quarterbacks right <laughs> right, right. <laughs> let's just get that out the way but like I, I would agree with KJ on that I think you know I'll look at the best athletes to ever play whatever sport that they played all of them had coaches Michael Jordan had a coach right, right? L- Lawrence Lawrence Taylor had a coach and Lawrence gives a lot of credit to Belichick and and Parcells and and, and 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 kind of molding how he went out and played, even though, you know, he was a wild man on his own right, right? But, like, all these greats have coaches, and the, and the coach's job is to pitch you in positions that you might not be able to see from your own perspective, right? So I, I think I think I would agree with KJ on that. I think, you know, coaching has a lot to do with it when you think about – everybody on the football field has talent. 
right? Everybody that gets drafted and, and can make the you know the fifty three man roster has talent. I think that the success of that that talent is predicated on one great coaches around you and two your ability to trust those coaches that they are putting you in a position for you to succeed and if you can do that everything else seems to flow a little bit better right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so daniel jones right now has 10 touchdowns four interceptions completing 64 percent of his passes a market drop in the fumbles and interceptions in comparison to his rookie year but let's talk about obj obj's coming <laughs> into town Listen, I already know the tweet I'm going to put out to start off the morning because I'm going to be covering both days that he's coming in. I thought I would start it off with a little Diddy and Skylar Gray. I'm coming home. I'm coming. I can't wait to put that because this is going to set the tone. You have to really think about this, Justin, because the last time I covered the Giants, they were playing the Vikings. I was covering the pregame. And let me tell you, Justin, I, I saw you at that game. That's when I was wearing that whole pink outfit. You know you love yeah. it. And when you showed me you couldn't take a hard, selfie to, to save your hard, life. What? Hard to miss. Hard, hard to miss, miss. and 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 it, but Justin, the electricity was missing out of pregame. OBJ just used to capture the pregame with the one hand that catches his whole entourage. It was flat. Uh -huh. It was flat. You know, I just it didn't feel it. And with everything that he went through, you know, uh, being there, dealing with Pat Shermer, dealing with uh, McAdoo, who who all of who he had to deal with, getting sure. the five year, ninety five million dollar contract, doing the interview with yours truly with uh little wayne and what have you and then talking about eli manning and then they and then dave gettleman your boy ships him out of town just to find out that what obj was trying to say at the time justin was true eli manning was on the decline and the new york fans can't handle it so justin can the New York fans truly handle an OBJ returning to the concrete jungle? Um, yes. <laughs> long, story, long story short, yes. Mm -hmm. um, listen, o OBJ twofold. OBJ is not the OBJ that he was in 2016, 20, you know, whatever years you want to mm -hmm. say he was, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, he's had some injuries. Um, mm -hmm. So he's not necessarily the the player that he was when he was last at Giants. Now, is he an upgrade for anything we we have on the field right now? Yes, right. If he's healthy, absolutely. That guy is a is a difference maker, and not only on the fact that he's a difference maker from like him just making catches and and, but he's also a difference maker in just taking the the pressure off of other you know other assets we have on our offense, right? You know, offense. I mean, defensive coordinator is going to pay attention to where he is on the field and and maybe open up some other things for other people as well. So that on that side of it, yes, uh, I, I would love to see him come home because you mm. know, he's, he's a, he is the New York caliber type of athlete, the, the New York caliber athlete where, you know, more than, more than football, you know, headlines will be, will be showcased with, with OBJ. That being said, um, I also believe that he's a little bit more mature too, right? Mm. I think, you know, the success that he's had elsewhere, he's won his championship, you know, he has a you know family now. So I, I think he's, you know, some of the quote unquote antics that were, you know, showcasing his first stints at the Giants, I don't think you're going to see those type of things, right? I think he's in a space now where he's just looking to come in and help a team get over the hump, right? So I, I truly like this. I, I, I hope it works out for us, but I, at the end of the day, right, he has to make a decision on what it is he wants, right? There's, there's still a process of growth that needs to happen with Daniel Jones that I think he, you know, OBJ will be taking in consideration. But I, <laughs> listen, I, I know for a fact the guy, the guy loves New York. Um, I, I know he yes, he, he loves the, the teammates that 
that you know the Saquon factor and, and so on and so forth, and mm-hmm. Sherlin Shepard and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. And I think he really, really likes what you know Brian Joe Shane and Brian Dable are building there as well. So you know we'll see. But like you know, I, I also know that as, I know the lure of of playing for that place down in Texas as well, and whoever else is going to be coming and calling for his. his oh his, um, Lord, Jura, Jura. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll leave it at that. So listen, I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for the opportunity for him to come back, and uh, and, and hopefully we'll see him wearing number wearing number thirteen again at some point. Well, let me just tell you, New York is New York. I can tell the people out there that is a huge lore for OBJ. I was just talking to him yesterday evening. He is excited to come in town. He he loves the way uh, Brian Dayball is handling things. He's excited about the offense, even how they uh, just kind of responded to what happened Sunday in Miami uh, on an American Airlines. Uh, we we can we we, you know, we can get into that. But before we get into that, real quick, I just want to Morris. Do you think OBJ? Do you think New York? can handle OBJ the second time around? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. I think that, I think, unfortunately for New York, uh, like like Tuck was saying, Dallas is in the picture. I think, you know, when you talk about, when you talk about uh, media and attention and extending beyond the field, you you know, unfortunately, the first place you go is is Dallas because it gets so much covered. And I would say coverage, but New York, whether it be the Giants or the Jets, is another place you would go. So I think that, uh, and considering that, if he goes to Dallas, he doesn't have to have the burden of the workload. Um, Dallas is, is clicking on all cylinders right now mm. in terms of offense and defense. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately for everybody in the league, you know, if Odell is 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 any. You know, if he's anywhere close to where he was when he went to the Rams last year, it could be bad news for for everybody if he goes yeah. to Dallas. Yeah, but let's, but, let's yeah, just be ahead, honest, Justin. right? But let's mm-hmm. just be honest, man. I know, I know, Dallas is is doing great, but like Jerry Jones will find a way to mess it up, like he always. Does. <laughs> <laughs> is that yeah. it? Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, Dude, that's- yeah. Listen, I, that, nothing has changed. Everyone knows I hate Dallas. So I'm not even going <laughs> to sugarcoat it. Uh, but listen, I think I, I agree with you, Mark. I, I give Dallas credit. What they've built there, they definitely have a action-packed offense. You know, Michael Parson, I think, is the most electrifying, not just defensive player. I think he's the most electrifying player. I love watching that guy play. Mm. That's the only good things I will say about Dallas. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that. Mm. But, I mean, if, if, if I'm looking at and like. You, know, mm. you being a Philly fan, if you're looking at what Dallas has has built and the talent they've had over these years, the fact that they haven't won a Super Bowl in the you know since when is just remarkable to me. Because I played against those guys all those years, and every every year, man, you just knew the talent that that team had, right, was going to be surpassed most of most of the rest of the league. But they never figured out how to put it together. And, and again, I I I think anytime you have those those uh, that amount of athletes, that amount of talent. You look directly at at the top top to bottom, right? So, um, yeah, I I, I I agree with you on the LBJ and and the, the Dallas appeal, but I also say like it's something about New York that's better than most, right? It's just, that's it's, right. It's, it's, it's yeah. like and, and you know, just, it's the it's, the, it's the famous quote, right? They, it's so good they named it twice: New York, New York, so, <laughs> New York, New York. Exactly, I and, I, and I do agree with you. What scares me this year because I have. Two of my closest friends that I've known for 50 years are um, are Cowboy fans. And for, like, literally almost every man that we're going to do it, we got the talent. They've had tremendous amount of talent. I think what concerns me this year, like you said, I do think they have 
one of the best players in the NFL, not just on the defensive side of the ball, just one of the best players, period, who who, who's, who can just be a game changer. And he's yep. lifting up. The way they move him around that defense, left, right, up the middle, I mean, he's put so much pressure on the offense to where, you know, you got to identify him on every play, and then he's rushing the quarterback, you got Diggs back there. Mm-hmm. It feels like, and I hate to say this, but it feels like the defense <laughs> is a little bit different than in the past. So really quickly, just to go back to OBJ really quick, I just want to ask, does the do the New York fans owe OBJ an apology, Justin? Does an apology need to be made the day he lands back in New York? What, what would they be apologizing for? I, I mean, I just go back to all you're the things about, that were said after he about, said the things about Eli and he's ungrateful and how dare he. And at that time, and we're going to talk about this on Thursday. Trust me, when I do my live show, I'm going to bring all, all, all of this up. Sure. And, and all the blasphemous things that were said because you couldn't talk about, you couldn't talk about Eli at that time. You couldn't talk about, you know, how he wasn't doing well. And now in retrospect, that uh-huh. year, he was in decline, Justin. Yeah, he was in decline, but like, who wouldn't take Eli Manning, you know, those years versus what we had the previous five years? But but that's not the so point. So to answer your question, so to answer your question though, to answer your question, no, I don't think they owe him an apology, right? I, I think at the end of the day, right, when we sat on that bottom line to play in the NFL, and we signed these multi-million dollar contracts, to be athletes for the the NFL, all this comes with it. And if you're if you're sensitive enough to to allow what someone outside of your 53 roster guys, your 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 equipment crew, your coaching staff, and so on, so if you allow that to affect you, and I'm not saying that OBJ did allow it to affect you. I'm just using that as an example. Mm-hmm. Then then you're doing yourself a disservice. So what I would say about that is, they, this is the same fan base that booed Eli the first game after he won Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> We played the Washington Redskins on opening night, mm-hmm. and we beat them, I think, uh, 16 to 0 or whatever. The offense you know, had a pretty crappy game. They booed the man. He had just won Super Bowl MVP the previous game that he stepped out of the field wearing the, the Giants jersey. Okay. So there's no, there's no, there's no, I mean, like, listen, if you're playing crappy, you're going to get booed in New York. And that's, I know the same is with Philly. I know Justin, the same I'm is just, I'm just remembering the time. I'm just remembering so, the time. To answer your yeah. question, mm-hmm. no, I don't mm-hmm. think they owe him an apology. What I wow. do is, what I do think is when he comes back, guess what? All is forgiven, and, and he'll have the most popular jersey in the, in, the, in the stadium. And that's apology enough for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's enough. Okay, so so at the end of the day, y'all are saying that he doesn't, or at least you're saying, Justin, they don't owe an apology, but you no, feel like, but you're, but, you're, but you're predicting that he's going to the Cowboys. I didn't say that. Okay, what, what, are, you, what are you saying? I did not say that. I'm not <laughs> anything. I'm not. In, I'm not in the world of predictions. You know what mm-hmm. I do for a living. Okay. I got, yeah. I, I, I like facts, and the okay. fact uh, the fact of the matter is, is OBJ will know where he's going, and he'll let us know where he's going once he knows where he's going. Mm-hmm. And once he knows where he's going, and he lets me know where he's going, mm. then I'll be able to answer your question on where he's going. Okay. Well, he's also, you know, <laughs> talking to the Chiefs. He's also talking to the Ravens. I know uh, a couple episodes yeah. ago, Morris Chestnut made a very a valiant case about why he should go to Baltimore of all teams, as opposed to, you know, what have you. I don't yeah. know. Do you still possess that thought, Morris? Uh, no. No, oh, no okay. so you changed. I, so yeah. you changed. I, 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 I did. You know, listen. I, I would like 
I, I would like for them to get uh, Lamar Jackson some receivers. Uh, I don't know how this game is, how, how it really works. I think mm-hmm. he likes they like them going to the tight ends. And I know they have Deshaun Jackson over there. They trade away Marquise Brown. I don't understand that, but you know they keep giving up these leads. I thought one of the one of the stalwarts of Baltimore has been their defense. But this year, they had just been been faltering a little bit. Uh, and really quickly, before we let you go, I just got to get uh, initial reactions. And Morris, you can start us off when you heard that OBJ uh, had this incident in Miami, um, American Airlines, where he said he was asleep. He said he was sleeping. It was early in the morning. W- woke up, you know, and somebody's telling him, you know, whatever, when you're trying to come out your sleep. Next thing you know, they're saying you have to get off the plane. But then when American Airlines issued the statement, they said that he in their words, quote, because I, I talked to OBJ last night, in and out of consciousness, obviously he doesn't, you know, he disputes that from the standpoint of saying he was sleeping. And um, and 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 the fact that they said that they called medical attention because they didn't know what was going on, but in the same token, in the same breath, in the same statement, saying that they told him to depart the plane. So my thing is, and that's my reaction, is like, well, which one is it? You're calling for help because you think something is wrong, but then you tell him to get off the plane because he didn't, you know, uh, have a seatbelt on. Which one is it? But Morris, what is your, what is your thoughts? I don't, I don't, I don't have enough information to really have it. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I, I wasn't there. I wasn't there, so I don't, I don't know what's what's going on with that. Situation. Okay, well, I'll tell you my thoughts. My, my what, thoughts. What did not, I tell you, though, Joe? What? What you say, you, Justin? What? What you tell me? Well, what did I say to you earlier this morning? What? I, I don't remember. Remind me. You remember it because because Mo just said exactly what I told you. You don't, you don't, don't know nothing. I don't know nothing about nothing. Okay. I don't have well, no thoughts. Okay, well, I, I would say this is what I I don't have I the say. facts. I don't have I, the I facts. I would say this because, you know, exactly. one, I talked to OBJ yesterday about it. And two, I, I, I've obviously covered him since he was a rookie. And I feel like I, I do have a good sense of his personality. When I heard about the incident, my, my thought was, I, I, I know OBJ is not a starter. I, I, he's not a starter, meaning he doesn't start stuff. You know what I mean? Very, and very and he, he's not a starter. So he's not coming on the plane, in my opinion, Starting something with the with the stewardess or someone who's like I, I completely to me it's it's plausible what he was saying he was sleeping and so I woke up out you know woke him up out of sleep and then what I think sounds more plausible to me is just my opinion I'm allowed to have one and and I've been I've taken many flights many flights obviously covering games and things like that there are times where stewardesses can bump their chest and, and do and be extra with how they talk to you or or recognizing you and and doing things I've experienced that myself so I believe in that aspect that it's plausible now once the conversation ended or jumped into a disrespectful realm did OBJ you know puff out his chest yes that probably sounds you know uh you know plausible because at that point now the conversation is turned but I just wanted to add that and I also wanted to add that I thought that there was uh contradictory stuff in American Airlines statement which I did think that OBJ's lawyer should have pointed out in his own response and should have done that quicker and I told OBJ that as well go ahead and and I'll add one thing about this what people Mm -hmm. don't know about athletes in general who fly Mm. right if you Mm. if you're taking a charter plane all of your life which Mm. we all do Mm -hmm. right the the stewardess is not walking up and down the aisle saying hey justin we just got got off it you know we're flying to play dallas can you put your seatbelt on (laughs) we never put our seatbelts on in in a in a charter flight right and i'm not i'm not giving a pass here you you know obviously you you abide by the rules of which you know yeah but like it's so it's so common for me personally still Mm. to this day to get on a plane and just go to you know try to fall asleep and forget to put Mm. my seatbelt on and then, like, you know, if it's a long flight, I might have took an Ambien. I'm, I'm just, I'm just giving you examples of what could happen. Again, mm-hmm. I'm like Mo. I don't have the facts here, mm-hmm. right? So you like, if I take an Ambien, I go to sleep, and you wake me up, and I'm like, oh my god, like, like all these things could have happened. And, and then, like you said, like these, these, 
you know, the flight, flight attendant like, overreacting, you know, so, doing, again, doing too much, responding to who you know he is. He is and then, right? and, that, and, and here's yeah. the thing, here's the other part about that, Justin, is tone, tone. Yeah. And, 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 and you have to also realize you're dealing with different people, different races, different cultures, different walks of life, different whatever, different all of those things. And, and tone can trigger people, regardless of even of race, just period. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tone can, can trigger you as well. So I just wanted so I'll to say, say that. I just, I'll mm -hmm. just say, like, I, mm -hmm. I definitely, I definitely not don't have the facts here right you don't have mm -hmm. the facts you talk to obj he said what he said i i tend to believe him because i agree with you for what i know obj he's never been a starter of anything he's just one of the coolest cats there are so like but like from that perspective i can see how a scenario could play out where they might have thought he was you know intoxicated or they might have thought he was whatever it is i don't know so mm -hmm. but like I, I I tend to side with him on this one because I've been there where it's like I've gotten woken up on flights where I didn't have my seatbelt on and I'm like in my mind I'm like listen this seatbelt ain't gonna save me anyway right but like so I gotta put it on but like you know at the end well, of the day right that's I think a whole this is conversation oh yeah mm -hmm. exactly mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. like but like to the end of the story right I think I think this is a non-starter I don't think it's gonna play out in any facet on you know him just seeing the Giants today or you know the Cowboys later whatever it may be. No, that is true. And and just ladies and gentlemen, Morris Chestnut just texted me and let me know that his battery died, so he would not be able to rejoin us. But that doesn't stop me from telling you, Justin Tuck, that I appreciate you coming on, having this thorough conversation about your Giants off of two losses that need to get it back on track against Go the G, Commanders. Man. This is why Go I feel G, like man. Chase Young most likely is not going to play because he probably don't want to come back on that turf, you know, at MetLife, so you don't have to deal with that most likely. Yeah. But I do appreciate you coming on, Justin. Can you you get my finances together listen i gotta go back to work myself man you don't have me on here too long okay I gotta, well I I listen <laughs> y'all kept on talking listen you know when you when you go have a horse chestnut he always got like five questions too many so i, I do yeah. apologize for that but we appreciate you coming on justin tuck thank you for joining us on the crew good to have good to say, thank you thank you for having me and happy holidays by the way Oh, thank you. I do. So I can't wait to get my Christmas gift from you. So go ahead and just drop my Maserati with the red bow on Cold. the top. Since since you have since you're dealing with all the mo big money well accounts, just go ahead and just you know siphon some of that money to my my gift. Okay. Is, is there a cyber tube that, that I can buy coal? A what? A cyber tube? What you talking cyber, about? Cyber Cyber Tuesday. Oh, so, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. We we doing all that Cyber Monday, Cyber Tuesday, Black Friday. Go ahead and just give me. Uh, I want one of them black, all black BMWs, black tinted windows, black rims. You know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So all my mm -hmm. black on the inside, no cherry, no cream, just everything mm -hmm. black, blacked out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> love you, Justin. Thank you. Peace. All right. Bye, love. We appreciate it. All right, y'all. So that was episode 19 of the crew. We appreciate you joining us. We were going to talk about uh, Lamar and everything that happened after that loss to the Jaguars and the tweet that he had and all that other stuff, but we did lose more. So we are going to end it here, but I appreciate you joining us. Remember, download the Odyssey app on your phone or listen to us wherever you get your pods or go to www.thecrewnyc.com and that URL, thecrewnyc.com will take you to our YouTube page. And we are, or I am out! <laughs> Thank you.